I'm Todd Lambrix, and this is Art Shorts. This week I was coming through my local gallery listings and, you know, three shows really stuck out uh, at me in, you know, a, a really kind of remarkable way. They're landscape painting shows, but with a unique twist. And so I, I kind of started to compare and contrast these shows because um, it was unexpected. I mean, it is spring. The weather is getting warmer. Things are starting to bud and bloom and we're longing to get outside more. Couple that with the isolation of the pandemic and... Um, it, it, it makes sense to see these three shows here. But I think there's some things worth pointing out in these shows in relation to landscape painting in general and in relation to ourselves. The three shows that stuck out to me were Michelle Mackey, Far Afield, The Brownstone Art in Brooklyn, New York, Robert Glisson's Journeys at the Novato Gallery in Jersey City, and Meadow, paintings by Ashley Garrett at Gold Scopophilia Gallery in Montclair, New Jersey. Each of these painters, they present a, an abstracted form of the landscape in different ways, but they literally fuse a heightened sense of connection to the self, either emotionally or psychologically. And several of them go on to actually talk about this in their process. Michelle Mackey, creates some really interesting and beautifully striking pieces that she talks about in terms of geologic time or slow time. Um, she also she pushes and she evaluates typical spatial signifiers like foreground, middle ground, and background. You know, skylines, they touch and envelop the ground, creating this notion of horizon like a fold in space. The occasional incongruous line that interrupts our normal sense of landscape if that makes sense. You know, in one work, she calls it synchrony. It's this really vibrant and energetic explosion of magenta and yellow terrain. They meet a more subdued sky, blues and greens. It really only occupies a small percentage of the space, you know, in terms of how the sky meets the land. But that connection that runs across the canvas at a slight diagonal, it sort of solidifies our, our kind of normal sense of where a horizon line lies. But then, in the middle of the canvas, there's this formation, this massive, leaning, heavy, physical object, like a mountain, but more rock-like. It, it rests right in the center. Its surface and, and the planes of the sky, they sort of you know, intermingle, and they challenge us they, you know, as to what those relationships are supposed to be. Then on top of that, you wind up with these occasional vertical lines or an arcing sweep of the brush deliberately painted around the one side of the mountain. And they, to me, they appear to almost be references of that kind of time, but also in a, in a sort of literal enough way that they reference us, you know, as if to say, you're not moving at the same speed that this mountain is, but let me help you understand that. Let me sort of give you a visual clue as to that movement. And so right away, that draws me in as, a, you know, in a more connected way that's not necessarily about the beauty of the landscape, but about the, the landscape's own growth, like my own, but at a different speed. 
In another piece titled Savant, Mackie turns the painting vertically. This, of course, challenges our norms in association with landscape and how we expect it to be. She further pushes our comfort zones with that norm. And in this work, a chasm of blue down the middle, it's like being squeezed by the hard-edged textured forms that encroach from three sides. You know, this swath of blue that's down the middle, it, it both functions both as what's above and below the viewer. The viewer seems defined by those three encroaching plates of space, simply because they go to the edge in such a defined way. You can almost feel the grip tighten. They're like tectonic plates, moving exquisitely slow. Their edges are treated with a slightly more saturated color. It's like a kind of activation. So her notion of slow time in these paintings, her notion of geologic time, is absolutely evident to me. And, and, and evident to me in that I, I can feel this in these pieces. I can, I can feel this slowing in relation to the landscape. And one thing with these that I'm really reminded of is a, a common goal of the landscape painter has always been to, or has often been, to try and convey the grandiosity of the landscape, the vastness and openness. These paintings, you know, sort of remind me a little of Thomas Cole in that kind of, you know, great open scape with mountains jutting up in the distance, but in a very different kind of way. Whereas Cole's landscapes in their, you know, beautiful choices of color, exactitude, sky, lighting, atmosphere, and, and a traditional sense of how layered depth and pictorial space function. What Mackie does is she gets at that grandiosity through that slowness. I, I feel like her subtle references to the movement of that space, the movement of those rocks, gives me the sensation that the world is gigantic. And it is gigantic, but it, it's so gigantic that it moves at a speed that, while might be fast for itself, is incredibly slow for us, like a lumbering beast. And it makes me feel really small in a, in a, in a, in a fantastical kind of way. It, it sheds some perspective on who I am. I then found Journeys by Robert Glisson at the Novato Gallery in Jersey City, New Jersey. And you know, this show also has that a similar kind of approach in how there's a heightened sense of a psychological presence here, a connection to the viewer, a connection to the artist in a way that relates to Mackie in an interesting way. He's got a piece called Near and Far. It's 36 by 12, and the 36 is actually the vertical element in the orientation. So again, we see this slivered window of the landscape, and it reminds me of you know several things, not necessarily how Mackie worked in her slowing of geologic time and this kind of challenge of the typical orientation of the landscape, but Glisten here, you know, in, in, in morphing what we're seeing and heightening color and the orientation of this panel, to me, the verticality of that window harkens towards, you know, that, that the way a, a comic book writer, 
or a comic book artist, I should say, would attempt to control how time flows through the use of a, a panel design. You know, when we see the way panels are designed in a comic, they are often arranged in space in a rhythmic way that controls how the eye moves through the story. So panel design is crucial in how action unfolds or a slow scene might move. And Glisten here with this painting slows time down in a way by what he does is he, he challenges how the landscape fits into a space that would otherwise be a left to right read. He truncates it almost, he slows it, and our eye has to move left and right in a way that it's not accustomed to with an image like this. And so by challenging our normal perceptions of that space, we're all of a sudden held, rather than sweeping from left to right and moving through it quickly, where we're sort of forced to sort of staircase down this thing in a really interesting kind of cascading poetic kind of view. Now, he doesn't do this with all of his paintings. The other paintings are all, to, to some degree or another, rather small. And so, in another sense, they, they, they slow us down by functioning as, as small windows through which to peer at something vast, much smaller than an actual window. They become a much more intimate space. And he draws us into that psychological place, that place inside of our head, in a very uh, kind of close way. So I find these paintings interesting in that sense, and similar to all of the other ones that caught my eye in these landscape shows. So there's this kind of um, there's this kind of both drawing in and, and and representing the vastness and grandiosity of the landscape in in different ways that force me to relate to them or make me understand them in the way those relationships are set up. Now, the last show that caught my eye in this, you know, quick survey of landscape painting that's on right now is Meadow, paintings by Ashley Garrett at Gold Scopophilia Gallery uh, in Montclair, New Jersey. And this show is not open yet. I have not had a chance to go and see it. But what strikes me about the cover image uh, for the upcoming show is a similar kind of handling of space, this kind of blurring of the lines that sort of, you know, take away our sense of familiarity, but maybe give us just enough. This one being the most abstract of the three painters, from what I can see here, um, th this one, I think, pushes us farthest out. Now, of course, without being able to see the rest of the show, it's hard for me to comment on how Ashley Garrett handles these things, but she's got a really interesting statement in the press release that I thought I'd read because I think it, it, it will definitely bear resemblance to the other two shows. She says, To be surrounded by the land with an empathy for what's in it and all the details, all the individuals, trees, branches, grass blades, twigs, broken limbs, revealing light and earth, movement, what do they see? The presence they each have. Landscape can be a site of projection, and it can also receive and reflect our emotions, move us away from our control and hardening, to be moved and touched by it. How perception softens and sharpens, shifts as we become aware of it and lets go. The space inside the trees, around the trees, between the trees and me, between you and me. Cooling, breathing, resting, releasing burden, big movement, whipping sky, heat, dappled light, evolving time, the grace of seasons, slowing down, 
small discoveries, structures and layers, releasing what we hold to air. It's beautiful writing about her work, and I feel like it has so many referential points to the viewer and how that viewer's relationship to the landscape and the landscape's relationship to the viewer all play this kind of symbiotic role or this this continued dialogue back and forth. And I think that's what does it here for these shows for me is this kind of, um, this kind of, uh, there's a longing in both the works and I think in on the part of us to get out there and see this again. I mean, springtime you know, gives us that kind of that kind of hopeful feeling, and and I think that given all that we've been through, given the isolation, given the uh, our maybe our new appreciation for what's out there, these shows make so much sense to me, and I'm I'm so happy to see them out there uh, and doing what it is that they do. All right, well, that's going to wrap up Art Shorts for this week. I'm Todd Lambricks. This show is supported by and part of The Large Glass, a show that I host with my partner, Terry, on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m., where we bring you a new artist or an art-related theme every week. So stop in on twitch.tv forward slash Todd Lambricks to check that out. You can come and see us and participate in the chat room. It's a lot of fun. Stay tuned for my next installment of Art Shorts. Hopefully that'll be coming around soon. I'm going to try and turn these out to you as much as I possibly can. But I really appreciate you listening and spending time with me. Have a great week.